When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Turn on the victory lights. Your Pitt Panthers are... ACC Coastal Champions here at Heinz Field. I'm actually still here. I stayed late a little bit here. I'm Chris Carter, your host of the H2P Podcast here on the DKPittsburghSports.com platform. And Pitt fans, you got a fun one to celebrate Saturday night. It's Victory Sunday. It's Victory Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Your Pitt Panthers are going to the ACC championship game. It is punt. The, the ticket is punched. The travel arrangements are being made. It is. It is a done deal. In in a legendary fashion, with a receiver and quarterback combo that we have not seen. And it's it, it's it's crazy, right? We could think back to times, you know, for the for the old heads that was around for Marino's days. You remember Marino, and he had some talented guys. But you know, he was Marino, and they were other guys. You had Larry Fitzgerald when he was being Larry Fitzgerald with 22 touchdown receptions in 2003. But he had Rod Rutherford. Rod Rutherford, a decent college quarterback, you know, athletic, just threw the ball up, let let, let Larry get it. But he wasn't, you know, everyone, no one was ever going to say, hey, Rod Rutherford, that guy, you know, should have a chance chance at the Heisman or something like that. But Kenny Pickett has been in legitimate talks for the Heisman. For months, I called it after the Georgia Tech game. I said he's gonna start getting getting uh, noticed for this. People thought, "Oh, Chris, that's a little crazy." Guess what? He's a, he's been in those talks for the past month or so now that, now that more people are paying attention to him. But right up there is Jordan Addison, who came into the week with 11 touchdowns, the most in the nation, 11 receiving touchdowns. Now he has 15 after his four touchdown game. This is a legendary pit win. And I know there's some people who are going to be like, ah, this isn't legendary compared to the Peach Bowl of blah, 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 and yesteryear. Now, listen, I get you. But you have to understand where the program has been over the past 20 years. It has been since 2009, since the last time this Pitt program had a nine-win season. And they just did that with a game to go in the regular season, not to mention the ACC championship game, which they are now guaranteed to play, and not mention, not to mention the bowl game that they will play after that, because even if they lose these next two games, they will be going to a bowl game. This pit team is truly special. And yes, there's lots of things to complain about. The run game disappearing at random times, uh, you know, turnovers at the wrong time, defense just giving up ridiculous plays. But I want to remind y'all, I said going into this week that Brennan Armstrong was a bad man. 
Kenny Pickett came into this week being the fifth leading passer in all of college football. That guy, Brennan Armstrong, was one of the four that were ahead of him. And he missed a game. I look at this, I look at this at this win as monumental in, in pit history because now they've won the ACC Coastal. And they've done so with their style of play. Say what you want about not, you know, if you, if you don't like how much they pass or if you don't like how, you know, you know, certain parts of the game. This team has been able to find answers all season long. I got to tell you, that last touchdown pass to Jordan Addison, my goodness. And it was more so the reception part of it because, first of all, gutsy call. It's third and five. You play action. You roll out. You look deep. You throw it deep. But the cornerback for Virginia, he had a beat on the ball. He uh, uh, The ball was underthrown, and he was about to pick it off. But Addison came back for it, snatched it off the man, and then took off down the side. At first, I was like, Whoa. I was like, that's picked. And then I said, oh, well, that's a great catch. And, Whoa, he's going to score. That Jordan Addison kid is the best receiver in college football. And I think that he sealed that with with with, with that with the way that he played in this game at Heinz Field. But you gotta give credit where credit is due. Yes, there are maddening things that you don't understand. Why are they in this alignment? Why is this not Pat Narduzzi? Yeah, he's not gonna clean up all the X's and O's for you. But he has recruited. He has built a culture that has kept people here with the program, and here they are. Nine and two with one more game to go on the road at Syracuse and already have locked up their division to go to the ACC championship game in Charlotte in a couple weeks. I know that you, you can look back and look at those two losses and say, man, they, they, if they shouldn't have lost those games, they should have beat Miami. They should have beat Western Michigan. But that, but but you look back. If you look back at the beginning of the season and you told and you told yourself, "Hey, Pitt will be nine and two by the end, by by you know, with one more game to go in the regular season, will you take that? No matter what the no matter what the cause is, as long as you know if everyone's healthy, you would say you would take that in a heartbeat. Pitt fans, don't lie to yourself. Now, I will say this: I do think that. Uh, Kenny Pickett, you know, he should still be in the talks for Heisman, for Heisman and all that, but I do think, you know, it was always an outside chance of it happening, but, you know, he threw two picks in this game. The first pick, nah, not so bad. It was just a Hail Mary, you know. Virginia was just playing back, and Pitt wanted to, you know, wasn't able to move the ball with about 30 seconds left, so he says, ah, let me just throw up a prayer and see if Jared Wayne can go get it. He didn't, and it was picked off. The second pick, though, was bad. Uh, he threw in a double coverage, shouldn't have been thrown, um, and he's had a few of those in recent games. Uh, you know, he had a pick against Miami that that proved really costly, and that was when Pitt was just starting to get all the national attention. Um, he had a bad pick uh, last week against North Carolina that almost cost Pitt in big ways. So, and then you look around the country and you see C.J. Stroud lighting up. I think he had five touchdowns in the first half for Ohio State. And I think uh, Bryce, Bryce Young for Alabama, he was lighting it up. So I, I do think Kenny Pickett is falling back on the Heisman consideration. But what will be cool is if he can get the invite. If he can go to the ceremony, that would be very cool. But the bottom line is that these Pitt Panthers, they find so many different ways to win. 
I go back and I think about, you know, we, we, you talked, we talked about how this uh, in this game, you knew that the defense had a had a rough day, and they did. They they gave up thirty eight points, but again, we also knew that that team was very capable of doing that. The, the Virginia averaged thirty five over you know a little over four thirty five points on the season. But I will. But I, I do think this was huge, especially to start the second half. Pickett came out and threw that pick to start the half, and I was like, man, this, that's the recipe for a a pit moment for the other team to start taking control of the game. Pitt's defense after after Pickett threw that interception kept them kept them off the kept them off the field. They were able to uh, they 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 kept they got didn't allow a single yard. It was three and out, kick the field goal, take the points, tie the game instead of taking the lead. Huge moment for them. After giving up the opening score, they forced two punts back to back, and that's where Pitt took started to take over as they got 17 straight points from their offense. And it's all and it's coming from different guys, and that's why this this, this Pitt team is so special. It's not one guy doing the whole thing, and it, you know, and it's coming from different directions. You know, all year long we've talked about uh, Haba Baldonado and Kalijah Cansey, and Baldonado didn't have his his best game. You know, he he um you know he he didn't he wasn't able to be the game record that he had been, um, you know, for weeks this season. He only had two tackles on the night, but Deslin Alexander, the team captain. The guy I thought would have been the leading sack man for the season comes in and gets two sacks, two huge sacks on Brennan Armstrong. Finishes with six tackles, two and a half for loss. Kalijah Kansi still he 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 still lit it up a, a, a sack and a half for him. John Morgan a sack and a half for him. And really inspiring performances there. But I I remind you Pitt fans. Beginning of the season, a lot of people were begging, can you just get nine wins? Can you just get nine wins? This Can this just be the year? Well, Pat got his nine wins. And your Pitt Panthers are ACC Coastal Champions. What a huge, what a huge win for this team. And, and again, it wasn't the cleanest. Kenny threw his interceptions. The defense gave up points in the wrong moments. There were some bad times. But what this team has now done in several occasions, in close games, they continue to find ways to win, different ways to win. They hold on to the ball late in the game. They find ways for the offense to help out the defense. And the defense, they've closed it out. This is the second straight game where the defense has forced a turnover on downs to, to finish off the game right in front of their student section. That's awesome. I don't care what anybody says. But. We're not done talking about this. They're ACC Coastal Champions. This is going to be an all-football podcast. I, I I know that basketball is playing, and, and I, I've covered several of their games, and respect to Jeff Capel for what they were able to do, um, what they were able to do to get the, the back-to-back wins, and I know they're going through some tough stuff. I, I'll, I'll be writing about that and continue to cover that, but this is such a huge, huge moment for, for pitch sports for pit football to get this to get this win and what it sets up for the future i'm going to continue talking about that right after this break
back here on the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're keeping it rolling. Follow me, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Carter Critiques. Guys, man, I'm still I'm still shocked here. I'm still not, not shocked. I, I'll take that back. I'm not shocked. But I am, I, 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 I am awed by how by how well this this Pitt team continues to find ways to win. Because as a person who's followed Pitt for most of my my sports watching life, I've seen Pitt give away moments like the ones that, that they created in this game. And I've seen them have really good moments some seasons and then following up with some serious clunkers. I mean, heck, that was last season. They were looking really good until their four-game losing streak. But this pit team continues to find ways to inspire each other, to pick each other up. And I think Pitt fans need to appreciate that that how special that this is in this game. Kenny Pickett is a warrior. I've said that for years. But he's not just a warrior, he's a true leader. If you could have been, if you were in Heinz Field, you felt the, the, the electricity. And granted, Pitt didn't pack the stadium. Pitt normally doesn't pack the stadium. Against Clemson, they went over 60K. There was like people filling out the upper, the upper bowl. This game, they were 45K. It was a little lower. But everyone in the stadium was loud. And there's no doubt in my mind that that made an impact in the game. Heck, John Patricia, uh, Pitt's senior linebacker, I guess he's more of a graduate linebacker. He's up there with Trey Tipton in years that he's been in college football. But uh, but he, he talked about how like when they're in the student section and they're playing defense, it's so loud he said the defense can't even hear their own call. So he knows it's harder on the offense. It was an electric environment. And for Kenny Pickett, his last ever home game as a Pitt Panther at Heinz Field, senior day. His parents are in town. His girlfriend came, came to see her first game. He, as he's, as he, he's getting cheered on the field. But when he went down, fourth quarter, game's on the line. Pitt, you know, Pitt's trying to find a way to go back up 10. They're only up three, and they know Brennan Armstrong is coming for him in the next drive. And Pickett on third and one takes a shot. He he goes to the ground. We still don't know what happened with that injury. And then everyone's quiet. Now, it wasn't as quiet as when T.J. Watt went down the other day because I, I could hear a pin drop in Heinz Field when that happened. But it was, it was everyone was just wondering what's going to happen. When he stood up on his feet and he walked to the sideline, you could hear the crowd saying, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. He goes in the blue tent. They, they find a way to convert on, on fourth down and one. Also, by the way, they went for it on fourth down three times in this game and threw it every time and converted it every time. Granted, it won once because of a penalty, but twice for Kenny Pickett going to Jordan Addison. But I'm going to get to that in, a, in just a minute here. But Kenny Pickett, when he comes out the blue tent, he starts jogging on the sideline. You hear people start to see him. He starts warming up his arm on the sideline. And then he goes back in the game two plays later, and you hear the crowd erupt again. And then you hear the Kenny, Kenny. They're, they're losing it. And he goes back on cool as smooth as smooth. He's just cold as ice, man. He goes back out there, and he, and he completes a pass over the middle to Jordan Addison to get it down to the one, and Rodney Hammonds finishes it off. Now, it's awesome seeing that for Kenny Pickett, but it's awesome for the rest of the team to feel that. Because you know when they see their guy, number eight, trotting back on the field, they're like, we, we got this. 
And that's the kind of confidence that Kenny Pickett has brought to the program by coming back again for all the, the things that, that get said about Pat Narduzzi. And I'm right with you on some of the criticisms. Why aren't they running the ball here? Why aren't they calling different coverages here? What's going on? Why isn't this tighter? Da-da-da-da. I, I feel you on those. But you got to give it to him. He got Kenny to come back. And even if it wasn't something personal that he said, it was the environment that he built. And then in this game, give the, give the Pitt Panthers credit. They had three really gutsy calls in this game. And granted, they were calls that you should make. I'm not going to say like they were out of nowhere. I wouldn't have done those calls. But these are the calls that if you were a punk coach, if you were living in your fears, as Mike Tomlin would describe you, if you didn't believe that your guys could get it done, you wouldn't have called it. Of course, I'm talking about the two fourth down passes where Kenny Pickett complete, completed them four touchdowns to Jordan Addison. And then again, that third down play at the end there, where it's third and five, you know that Brennan Armstrong is, is going to be back on the field at some point. you got to find a way to save your defense because they, they've been out there all game hustling, and this Brennan Armstrong dude has, has been working the ball all over the field. You call play action, you throw it to Jordan Addison, and Kenny Pickett gets it done. He, and he takes a bow to the crowd after completing the pass. But in doing all that, that's confidence. That's, that's Pat Narduzzi saying, I believe in these guys. You're going to go out and win this game. I'm not scared of the repercussions. And that kind of stuff, when, you, when, you, when it happens in the moment, it's awesome. It charges you up in the field. But when those players, and not just Kenny and Jordan, but when Gavin Bartholomew, when Rodney Hammond Jr., even the defensive players, Kalijah Cansey, Servasier Dennis. We're going to get to that in a minute. By the way, his ejection and Brandon Hill's ejection. But when all those younger players, the guys that are going to be around this program and help build this program in the years to come, they see that kind of confidence, and they're sitting there thinking, oh, my goodness. And they're going to think back to this game and like, I mean, I remember when Coach bought in on us and he gave our dudes a shot and our, our dude Jordan and Kenny, they went out and did it. That's the kind of stuff that's going to continue to build culture around this program. That's what you got to love to see about this game. I guarantee you there were, there were recruits out there in western Pennsylvania, in Virginia, in Florida. This game was a nationally broadcast game. This was ESPN2. And they saw this game. And they were like, man, that'd be great to play and win like that. That'd be great to have a coach that believes in me like that. And then have a team that finds all these different ways to come together for a win. Because, again, the defense stepped up. But even special teams stepped up in this game. Israel Boniconda. Virginia gets a touchdown. You're thinking like, well, Kenny got to go back out there and do it again. Nope. Here goes Izzy for a 98-yard touchdown. And you see the speed on that man. He's ridiculous. And then you get a punt return from Jordan that sets up a field goal in the game. You could argue that those two plays from special teams set up 10 points for Pitt in a 10-point win. And again, the defense coming up with key stops at key moments. 
This is a team win. And yes, Jordan Addison put the team on his back though with the four touchdowns. By the way, tying a pit team record uh, for a single game. He's 202 passing or receiving yards is the is the uh, first time a pit receiver has had over 200 receiving yards in the game since, of course, Larry Fitzgerald. And I think we're getting into that conversation of, hmm, yeah, maybe Jordan Addison is the best thing since Larry Fitzgerald. And I know there's been Tyler Boyd and there's been Wee and there's these other guys, but I think Jordan Addison's just on another level entirely. He's Brennan Marion, Pitts receiver coach. I talked to him before the season. He told me that kid's that kid wants to be a first round pick. He's earning first round pick grade right now. And he won't go this year. He's a sophomore. He'll probably come back another year. But man, Jordan Addison is a beast. Now, again, your pit here, you're not done. And I, that's the other thing I admire about this program. And about the way that this, that this locker room talks. You talk to Kenny Pickett, Jordan Addison, Rodney Hammond, Pat Narduzzi, John Patrician, all those guys. And each time we, we, we ask questions like, you know, what's it like, man? Like, you know, you guys won the Coastal. And for some, you know, for Kenny and Pat, you know, this is the second time they've won the Coastal. And all of them, even the guys that hadn't won it before, were like, job's not done. Unfinished business. More to go. We got to do it again this week. Not even skipping ahead to the ACC championship game, which might be Wake Forest or NC State or Clemson because Clemson smacked the snot out of Wake Forest on Saturday. But they're still focused on Syracuse. That's the approach that's allowed this program to build to who they are and what they are today, to allow them to believe that they're good enough to go out there and win each week. That's culture. That's, that's integrity amongst the program. That, that shows that there's a, there's a foundation there to work with. And this team continues to rise up to make, the, to make those big plays happen. And yes, this is the last home game, so Pitt fans, you won't be able to attend anymore to see this, this crew here. But you'll get to watch them at least, at least three more times. And they've earned, to me, they've earned the respect that people need to talk about this pit program a little bit better. Now, granted, they, they need to keep earning it. They're not anywhere done, like they said. They got to go out. They got to smoke Syracuse. Don't let them get, get close to you. Go into the ACC championship game. Win the ACC championship game, whoever the opponent is. And then if you get that big bowl game, you go in and you prove, hey, we belong. Pat Narduzzi went on Jim Rome's show last week and talked about, hey, Pitt, Pitt's going to be a program like that. We're on the rise. And I really think that Pitt can be. I'm not saying Alabama, I'm not saying Clemson, but I am saying a talented program that's going to attract more attention. There's no dominant football presence in the ACC Coastal. Miami ain't the Miami of old. Virginia, North Carolina, they're not doing nothing. This is Pitt's chance to build off of this. Go into next season. I mean, first of all, finish this season. But they have a chance that if they finish this season strong, win the ACC, get a good bowl game, win the good bowl game, that they can set a tone that establishes a new tone for where this program is, is at. 
Again, a true team win that all Pitt fans should be celebrating. I know there were a lot of people celebrating at Heinz Field. It was a, there was a, it, again, it wasn't packed, but the, the the crowd was ruckus. And the the student section does get live, I will say that. There's a lot to celebrate right now, Pitt fans. Now, again, national perspective, I don't think Kenny's going to be in Heisman talks uh, to win anymore. I think he's going to be like, you know, one of the guys that are the runner-ups. But I do think Jordan Addison deserves the Belitnikoff Award. There's no better receiver in college football. And yes, I know about Jahan Dotson. Jordan Addison is a bad man. And he's a sophomore. He's a baby. And yeah, Pitt probably won't, you know, will definitely won't make the college football playoffs. But at 18 this week, I'm very intrigued to see where they get lined up. What, 2 p.m.? Sunday, how far do they go up the AP poll? And then Tuesday, we'll get to see how far do they move up the college football playoff poll. Wake Forest lost. Pitt might be the top-ranked ACC team going into next week. They've got to follow it up. They've got to finish the deal. But wins like this one, wins like North Carolina gutting it out, wins like the Clemson win, Gutty wins against teams with talent across from you. These are the kind of wins that have given me confidence to say that I, th- I think that they will go and beat whoever they face in the ACC championship game. And I truly believe they do that, they go to a big bowl game, they're going to be a problem for anybody that they line up against in that bowl game. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. They still got to beat Syracuse this week. I'm Chris Carter of the H2P Podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. Thanks so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Remember to subscribe to DKPittsburghSports.com's platform. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, everywhere. Subscribe to us. We do a great job. Steelers play Sunday Night Football. You'll want to get all the interactions. Dale Lolly is on site in Los Angeles. He'll be there I'll be on the final word that night, so check uh, check them out, check me out what I'll be doing there. Dayon's in Canada doing hockey things. We're all over the place. Heck, Alex Stump is already looking at pitchers and catchers or whatever's going on in baseball. But it's an awesome time for pit sports. Hail to pit. We'll see you guys next week.